0: Bam. Uh, Hey, everybody. This is Micah Baylor. I'm here with my friend, Chris Hager. Say hey. Say hey. And today we are um, on episode one of the Benefit Guru podcast, um, interviewing our other friend, my friend, Mr. Chris Farrows. Say hey. Love it. Um, Chris here. Well, Chris and Hager. Both you guys are named Chris. It's kind of messed up. No, no, I'm just Hager. We, yes, right. we gotta accept
1: that right away that I do not go by Chris, it's
0: Hager. <laughs> All right, we've got Hager and Chris here. Um, Hager, the director of culture with Enrollify and then our friend Chris Farrow's, um, one of the, the, the leading benefit gurus here at the start of our first enrollment with the UFCW case. Uh, Chris is crushing it on, on many topics, um, both employees closed ratios and also AP per employee scene really good numbers. Um, he seems to report to the Slack all the time that he's selling the full package. Um, so I wanted to come back around and ask Chris a couple of his best practices, things he's like learning, and yeah, intro done. Um, Mr. Chris, you know, kind of level set, how would you describe um, first your time in the industry, like a quick maybe nugget there, and then the UFCW case and how it's going for you?
2: Sure thing. Well, a little background for me is I have only been uh, in insurance really uh, and with Aflac uh, officially since around Thanksgiving last year. So not very long. Uh, But prior to that, I had a career in marketing research, working with a lot of different companies, all kinds of different companies all around the world. So I kind of have some background in in business uh, that has made this a little easier for me. Uh, And uh, especially in this case with the UFCW, Uh, When I was transitioning from marketing research into insurance, I ran a grocery store in San Francisco uh, for about a year. And uh, it's really given me some insight uh, into the challenges faced by these union members. Uh, So for me, it's a bit of a sweet spot, uh, definitely to be fair. Um, And it's also a sweet spot in the sense that I'm selling Aflac products that I've really been studying hard uh, in the past year. And I really understand inside and out. uh, And I can appreciate that the The premium rates available to the members are really spectacular really something unique uh, and that uh, they should take advantage of if they possibly can if they want. Uh, So I feel like I'm able to especially uh, be on the level with every buddy that I talk to and uh, and understanding that they don't really necessarily have any idea what this call is about I've had had the people talk about their health insurance. Uh, try to get stuff that we're not offering. So uh, just that basic education, taking some time with it uh, and being really respectful and, and listening to what the person's situation is, what their questions are, uh, and helping get them what they need. Um, that's sort of been the focus for me. And as you know, I'm very process driven. Uh, so I'm taking a lot of my own notes and keeping track of what I'm doing. Um, and I have a little process where I reach out to the uh, to the member uh, with a text like within the hour before the appointment just sort of remind them uh, and uh, and then if I if I don't get them I always start the meeting early four or five minutes early to make sure that uh, I'm there maybe they're going to be there early too it's a good sign if they are they're really interested uh, and if they don't show up within about five minutes I give them a call uh, try to get them on there um, and you have to be aware of course that, you know there's also technical issues this is a new thing people are trying it it's new for us it's new for them uh, so, so having the patience to help help people work it through and, and get on there, um, I think that's helpful. Um, being able to to follow up and reschedule with people if they need it. Um, uh, one thing I've noticed as far as the scheduling goes, we've had we've been scheduling them like uh, within half hour blocks, which is great. Uh, to if you know if we have them back to back, that's great opportunity. I have found that it sometimes takes a little longer to sell uh, when you're doing the education part and, and working through them with it and make sure they're comfortable. It's taken me more about 45 minutes. Um, so I don't know if that's a helpful feedback or not, but you know, even when we don't have enough time, we can always um, get back to the next person late and apologize uh, and chase them down. We have their numbers, their, their emails. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great. I really think it's a great uh, opportunity. I love the app and the idea that there's going to be more opportunities with it. Seems seems really great.
1: You know, Chris, that was that was some great feedback, and you you ran through the process, and I just wanted to recap that real quick because I think there's some great little gems in there. Um, you know, texting about you know uh, an hour before, uh, being on time five minutes early, uh, or being five minutes early and then calling if they're about five, 10 minutes late and, and being empathetic if they need to reschedule or not. Those are, are great process driven tips that, that you've given uh, to be able to engage the customer, or, you know, gauge their level of interest as well. But you actually started off something uh, up top before you got into this process that I, I would love for you to dive into more because it's something that I know Mike and I as, as former trainers have spent a lot of time talking about how do we engage people and you said that you'd had some time working with uh, grocery stores in the past and you really leveraged that to go forward. Um, why don't you tell us what you've used in your past to, to leverage that conversation and to build some credibility and and some of that trust uh, because I think that's something for people to really be able to focus on because uh, a lot of times you don't realize that you have this arrow in your quiver and yeah. you're like oh that's crazy that you worked at a post-production house me too okay moving on and you're like whoa like, hold on! Like you, you've got something in common with this person, knucklehead. Like, talk about it. Um,
2: yeah. Talk about I, what
1: your experience has been.
2: I absolutely agree. It, uh, you know, I was, I was glad to be able to know that I could, I could go there uh, right away in this case because there's a lot of, um, I mean, it's not all Safeway and Albertson employees, but there's a lot of them, and uh, when I have uh, been able to, you know, say uh, uh speak to my experience uh, with the grocery store here in San Francisco, just in the fact that when I was doing it, it wasn't a union shop, and there were no benefits available. Uh, And it would have made such a difference in people's lives if they had had these benefits available to them when they needed them. Uh, Maybe they could have kept working, they could have kept it uh, going. Uh, I wished that I could have had them. Uh, And when I speak to it, you know, I'm a little older now myself. So when I I'm uh, talking to someone who's younger, I'm able to say, you know, these are these are great prices and if I had this in front of me now, I wouldn't miss it. I'd get it and I'd hang on to it for the rest of my life if I could. So um, I think people appreciate that. Um, they know that uh, you're listening to them when when they're talking about uh, the kind of coverage that they need in their lives, what, what they're facing.
1: Okay, very good. Um, and you know, you you had mentioned uh, working at uh, Safeway or Albertsons, and some of these people were, and they they didn't have these benefits. I think that's a great thing to go back to is is expressing that that hey, your employer, in this case, the union, um, has made these things available, and it's something that that you know I wish I had. Talk a little bit about what that conversation sounds like, and and how people buy in at that point.
2: Sure, I think it's it's uh, it's definitely good to. Uh, sort of recap the idea that these benefits are available to you uh the individual because you're a member of this union that has almost 30,000 people in it because there's so many people they're able to negotiate these benefits uh, at these rates for all the members and it's it's a matter of it's going to be the individual's policy the portability aspect of it i think is big Letting them understand it, and it's it hasn't, it's not going to be on their payroll. It's going to be their direct billing on a monthly basis, and these are their policies. They're able to get them because they're in the union and they're working. Uh, but they're going to be their policies. Their, their policies forever, wherever they go, as long as they want to keep them and keep paying the premiums. Uh, and I think people understand the value of that too. Um, and uh, and just you know, to, to ha- anything that you can do to help make it clear to them what's going on here without making anybody feel like well they don't even know what's going on with you know their own health insurance or their benefits you know um yeah trying to keep it keep it really uh uh like a a co-learning thing
1: and i think you touched on a a great point there too you know you what you're really doing is advocating on behalf of the employer or the union and saying hey they, they did this because they care you're getting these rates because they were able to go to bat for you and get what would otherwise only be available through payroll. And now you're getting access to these benefits. Here's how they work. You own them. You get to take them with you, even if you leave. Um, so not only are you describing the product, you're actually giving a lot of credence to that union or, or that employer in that case, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, really is is part of our our job is to to make other people look good in the process. And and hopefully ourselves look a, a pretty good in the process as well.
2: And one thing I always try to mention too, especially if people are um, not interested and they're going to waive the stuff. Um, I always try to make sure that they understand that, you know, they're doing a good thing just by talking to me and, and telling me they don't want it because the, the way that we're able to get these low rates for all the union members is because there's so many union members and we're going to try to talk to them all. Uh, and for them to talk to me and say they don't want it, it's helping the next guy too. And I think they feel good about it. And some people have sort of even reconsidered and they've said, you know, they're still gonna think about it. So, um, I, you know, speaking to the union aspect, I think is, is helpful.
0: That was fire. Um, I'm so glad you shared that too. You're, you're, def- you're definitely referencing the value of the benefits, um, establishing that you're there to listen. Even selling the union really, really well, um, bravo um, to to kind of transition the conversation a little bit from from product and some of those processes. I know that you've referenced um, in a conversation you know before that you have some referral uh, sorry some, some follow up process and oh, yeah. and really some good stuff around that. I wanted to make sure I asked you a little bit to explain you know some ideas you've had on on follow up inside the case.
2: Well, definitely, um, it's uh, you know just sort of built, again part of my process. If I if I'm not able to uh, connect with somebody, you know I'm going to try to chase them down and and uh, and get the appointment, do it right then, or or schedule it uh, and and do it if I can. Uh, but then there's also the people who, you know, they're they're really thinking about it and they need more time. They want to talk it over with their significant other uh, and look at it and decide. Um, And and I think that, you know, a lot of those people are are probably going to buy, but they know that they have a little time and they want to think about it. Uh, So I have them, you know, in my spreadsheet, um, all tiered out uh, so that I can make sure that I follow follow up. If I don't have new uh, uh, appointments already on the
0: calendar, that's what I'll be doing is is trying to chase down the other ones. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So right now, even with the great numbers, um, Chris has uh, Hager. He's got about two dozen folks that are on the... The follow-up pipeline yep. there. So ratios will even get stronger. Um, great, great. You know, I, I always try to touch on the topics of people. Sounds like we've gotten through that on oh, the union side. Appreciate that.
2: Well, I meant um, to mention too, yeah, in terms of people, yeah. uh, I think because we spoke about it and I didn't want to forget to mention, but the Slack channel and the community aspect of the gurus, uh, it's, a, it's a huge deal for me. Uh, a lot of the ideas that I've gotten incorporated into what I'm doing here now came from people's suggestions in the Slack. Uh, so, so I consider that to be a you know a real core part of what's going on here, uh, especially just in terms of ongoing learning and training outside of the formal training that's available with the app. Uh, and case specific wise here, it's been in you know indispensable for people. I can tell when they have issues, they can get on there and somebody's going to jump in. Um, so, yeah, that that's that's huge to me. Uh, And I hope that I can uh, give as much as I have taken as far
0: as that goes. That's awesome. Yeah, um, it was really great there on that first day of of enrollment to see all the benefit gurus come together. It it was wild. That chat just blew up in (laughs) in one day. Uh, But no, thanks for that. You know, we really do want to create a space there for people to learn, grow, and, you know, help each other. Um, At the end of the day, Enrolify's guiding principles to benefit people. Um, And I think that we do that when we're all sharing the lessons in Slack. So, love it. Um, To get to something super mundane and and maybe the most boring questions, Hmm. I wanted to ask you if you had any best practices on IES and platform and how that's all treating you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was definitely uh, somebody that didn't fully have IES down trying to do it and made some uh, missteps, but I think I have it all together now. It's, it's really not hard. It's really straightforward. Um, you know, it works really well now. I know that there was some census loading problems that, you know, they don't really, really reflect on what it really is. So it works well now for me. Um, I haven't had any problems doing it the right way that I, now that I know exactly what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I feel really good about it. I don't think it's a complicated platform in any kind of way. It's real straightforward, works really well. Um, one thing that, you know, you bring that up, um, I have been sort of trying to remember in my short uh, speaking of processes about just, uh, you know, uh, every conversation, I, I make sure that I, I'm talking about it's being recorded upfront, uh, the minimum hours requirement with the union, you're not retired, you're currently working. Um, and I also, I'm trying to remember to get up front, uh, in case it's a sticking point, um, uh, not wasting everybody's time, uh, that it's going to be the third party administrator billing it, and they're going to have the $5 floor to administer it. Uh, and I have, uh, you know, it's, it's really easy to explain that. And if somebody's being rational about it, they understand, like that's the cost of doing business to get these low rates. Um, Sure, the accident plan for you is $7.08, but it's really going to be $12.08 because of the $5 charge. And that's still like a fourth of what somebody in the city is going to pay for that policy. You know, it's still a huge value. Um, So I had one last night where they were going to buy and then it was $5 and like that was an issue. And they wanted to, they were like fishing for me to find a way to be able to waive the $5, which I couldn't do. (laughs) But, uh, you know, like, they didn't buy it on the spot because of that. Um, so I was thinking, you know, like I'm trying to remember to get that up front uh, just as part of it so that people understand and they have it in their mind and they don't feel like at the last second they're like, oh, wow.
0: You know. Yeah. No, I love that. That's really good insight. Um, f- from the trainer days, uh, technical things become <laughs> way too vivid in my memory. Uh, we would call this an upfront contract in like the technical sales process. Mm. And there's there's a couple of AI companies out there right now that are super interesting. Um, they're recording sales calls and then analyzing when it's best to mention certain things. Right. And the original data I'm seeing has mentioning things like that, like fees or cost, as being twice as good at closing if you're meeting if you're mentioning them early in the call. So I love that you've you've you know collected that and you've you've noticed that all on your own. We needed AI. Um, Chris yeah. is out here just mentioning <laughs> the fee early in the call. That's pretty great, man. Um, good for you. I like that you've worked that out on the uh, the upfront contractor. You know, really delivering some value there.
2: Yeah, just trying to sneak it in and make sure it's not a surprise. And if it's going to be a grenade on the whole conversation, it might as well be there as opposed to a half an hour later.
1: Yeah, yeah get it out up front, right? I think if you're afraid to mention it uh, uh, at all in the conversation. And you're waiting until the very end when someone's getting ready to, you know, verbally sign their, their PDA. Oh, by the way, this is $5. It feels like a bait and switch. Yeah. But if you're upfront, you build value, you talk about it, even if they kind of, you know, I don't know if you build enough value by the end of it, they go, Oh, screw it. This is great. I don't know. Yeah. I'll pay $5 for that. If I'm going
2: to get this discount, I'm in. It's really easy to understand and I always try to mention the prescription guru uh, within the app right up front too with uh, you know the recording mention and such uh, just that you know they've joined me on the app and they already have that available to them just for taking the time to talk to me so.
0: That's awesome. Love it, that's really cool.
1: Yeah.
0: I love it, love it. Um, You know I'm looking down here at my list of things I absolutely wanted to get into this recording And I have ticked next to the things I absolutely wanted. Um, Mr. Hager, you got anything that you would like to ask Chris here um, for the podcast?
1: Yeah, you know, I I think uh, one final question for for me would be just how do you think we can improve and bring more value to you and your your fellow gurus um, at Enrollify HQ? Uh, You were certainly very flattering in, in terms of Uh, the process and it being easy and and being excited about for, you know, future opportunities. But uh, if you could wave a magic wand today and add a feature or take something away or have something else in there, uh, what would that be? And, and let's talk about that.
2: Um, You know, I, I know it's early in the, uh, in the app getting live. So You know the the questions in my mind are are around like okay well where will i find um down the line uh, how will i know about the new opportunities when they when they're out there um uh that's the one in my mind you know i'm pretty focused on the current case but in the back of my mind i'm thinking what's kind what's there going to be is there going to be a lot of opportunities or how's that going to be rolling through i'm just sort of curious Sure.
1: Um, well, you know the how you find out about the opportunities, and and, and I'll, I'll I'll preface this by saying, um, with the level of success you're having on this current case, um, you know, remember at the tail end of that uh, conversation, um, you're doing a lot to remind people that they're going to get a text message uh, to to rank you from one to five, and that they could add any notes. Uh, and that you would appreciate that because that'll help you with your, you know, future people that you meet with, that you're always looking to, to, to improve. So, you know, getting, getting that five-star feedback or even four and five-star, the more ratings you have, the better off you are, right. um, continuing to work on your, your closing ratio. Um, those two things are going to make a big, big help. And then the second thing would be to go through those training classes training and classes. start to, to knock those out because that's really going to improve your overall guru score. Nice. And when implementation coordinators and brokers go through the search process, one of the things that they do is they, they'll go through. And obviously, if you're licensed in California or Washington or Arizona, you have to be licensed in the state that they're searching. So obviously having some additional licenses would, would help. But, but number two is just remembering that if you go through that training process, um, the more prerequisites you have, the more things that you have checked off, the higher your guru rating is going to be. And so when they go and do that search, if you're at a level six, a level seven, eight, nine guru, it's going to be your face that they see first. And they know that the further down that list that they scroll, they're getting gurus who don't have as many, uh, a high rating or as many training CVs and all these other pieces. Got so it. if you can remember to, to continue to drive people, to, to increase your rating, uh, your star rating, uh, to keep closing and doing the things you're doing on this case. Um, Two things I tell you. One is the opportunities are going to be abound because you're going to get that uh, notification just pinging on the the push, whether you get it strictly through the app or as a text message or an email or all three. Um, You'll you'll have that. And then as we have opportunities that that present themselves, um, we're also going to go to the gurus and say, hey, um, you guys are some of our top gurus. You know, is it worth it to you to get licensed in Illinois because we've got a case where we're going to meet, you know, with 50,000 lives. Awesome. Uh, you want to get something in Florida because there's a case right. in Miami. So we're going to continue to, to put opportunities in the hands of people who have done their, their an outstanding job, who have taken the training. And, you know, it's a priority for us to bring that level of value. Our hope is, you know, between now and next year that, that we've got so many uh, opportunities that we need more and more gurus to fulfill yeah. them and we can keep you guys busy year round.
2: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great.
0: I'm super excited to be working with you guys. Excellent. Well, awesome. Um, we don't have sound effects yet then, so <laughs> I'm going to just go like ding dong and, <laughs> and and call it the first episode of uh yeah, BG Podcast. I, I would love to do this, you know, like once a week. Um yeah, so
1: at least once a week or every other week. And we definitely need an intro and outro song now that I think about it. That's that's makes it good that's that may be that may be a Fiverr thing that we post out there pretty soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I love it. Love it. Gentlemen, I'm going to uh, to end the recording here. But yeah, thanks everyone for listening and I'll right catch on. y'all later. See you next time. Thanks a lot.